0: Good morning. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. Take it back. Take <laughs> good it back. Take it back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Honest Worship Podcast. I don't know why I started off with good morning, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. Uh, we're not even recording in the morning. That's the thing. It's like it's like <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> in Philly. <laughs> <But> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> welcome back to the Honest Worship Podcast. Clearly, you can see that it's been yes. a while since we've sat down to record. Uh but we are back uh it has been a while like i said our schedules have been kind of busy and uh things are going to be getting busier i'm actually starting college this week on wednesday uh that's welcome week nice. for me so very interesting very interesting uh cool stuff coming at least for me uh So I'm starting college Rufus has a bunch of stuff that's going on and so it's just been harder for us to kind of get into a groove of recording. Uh, But we are back and we are here for episode 36. So we finished off of our, we finished off our wonder series and we are coming into now episode 36 back into our regular groove and it is a lyric analysis. So if you remember every three episodes, I believe it's a lyric analysis episode three episode 6 episode 9 and now we are at episode 36 and it is a lyric analysis we are gonna be analyzing the song Good Grace by Hillsong United so I think most people know this song because it's it was like when it came out initially it was like super popular there was a lot of hype around it and we actually got a DM uh a while ago asking if we could do a ly- lyric a- lyrically analyze this song and mm. so person that dm'd us we we know who you are and you know who you are uh we're not gonna (laughs) give we're not gonna give any names just for confidentiality reasons but we are finally getting to good grace and uh i think it's kind of good to talk about this song especially coming off of our wonder series we actually had Mm -hmm. a whole episode centered on grace um and so it'll be interesting to you know to analyze a song that has grace in the title we'll see uh, how that kind of fits in uh, how wonder the wonder of God kind of fits into a song uh, talking about the grace of God and so um we're going to jump right in. Without further ado, we're going to get right into this lyric analysis. Uh, it's actually been a while since, I think, our last lyric analysis. So it's, yeah. it's good. It's refreshing to come in uh, mm-hmm. back uh, to do back one with the recording and now back with lyric analysis. Lyric analysis. So yeah. uh, let's jump right in to Good Grace by Hillsong United.
1: People come together
0: strange neighbors
1: Our blood is one Children
0: of generations Of every nation Of kingdom come Okay, that is verse 1 um, I'm just going to read the lyrics out uh, quickly and then me and Rufus for this song we're kind of just instead of just going one of us analyzing one part we're kind of both going to be jumping off of each other uh, and so I'm just going to read verse one and then I'll kick us off and then Rufus, Ru- Rufus, Rufus can hop <laughs> <laughs> right in uh, so verse one uh, people come together strange as neighbors our blood is one children of generation of every nation of kingdom come uh, I'm just gonna come right off the bat and I'm gonna say that it's really hard One thing about this song particularly is that it's kind of hard to understand what the artists are trying to say um, yeah. But I think I think from this verse we can kind of get an idea the idea that they're trying to portray at least uh, is this sense of unity uh, especially with people like like it says from every generation every nation uh, of kingdom come, I'm kind of don't really know what that's necessarily supposed to mean. Uh, scripturally speaking, when we do see every nation, every tribe, uh, we do see that, you know, in kingdom come in that context, I'm assuming could be of some sort of future kingdom that we see, you know in revelation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, We see every almost every instance where we see worship happen in revelation Whether it's chapter 4 or chapter 5 or even towards the end where we see the new Jerusalem and and you know The body of Christ dwelling in the presence of God. It's always you know every tribe every tongue every nation So maybe it could be alluding to something like that. I did uh, go to worship together and worship together does this great thing where it uses a scripture It shows you the scripture references that the artist used um, And so in Psalm 121 and in John 14 1 which are the two scriptures that the artist used uh, There is not really a reference to this per se uh, So I'm assuming and I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say that this is more artistic liberty It's a symbol of you uh, unity that they're trying to portray and uh, in more context I guess the album that this was released in is called people um, and so this I guess is just trying to get this picture of unity which again is really important even when we were going through Ephesians through our morning devotionals we see that idea of unity that the Apostle yeah. Paul pr- uh, portrays and paints uh, he wants us to be unified God wants us to be unified to be one as a body
1: yeah I, and and I think Really, I mean, throughout the song, one thing that I, I was talking to Sammy is I kind of struggled to kind of really follow uh, exactly what the intent is here. But I think here in this first lines that we, Sammy just played, you're seeing more of kind of the target audience of the song, really. Other than that, um, you're seeing who the artist has written the song for, who's this directed towards. Um, obviously we identify songs that are personal songs that like personal prayers and then we talk mm. about songs that could be sung uh, towards a congregation and i think the artist uh, hillsong here is kind of targeting that uh, that audience or who they're you know who the song is directed towards and i think one thing that has to be identified is here is when you say this isn't a general call mm. um, this isn't a call to everyone and that's something we, we can see that when you say people come together strange as neighbors our blood is one hmm. children yeah. of ev- generations of every nation of kingdom come this is clearly about the body of Christ yes this is clearly yes. about the children of God throughout the world and um, how from different backgrounds different ethnicities different nations um, through different time periods um, God by his blood has called us into his family as one. Our blood is now one. We are all part of the kingdom of God. We are all part of the family of God. And so it's here from these first uh, few lines that this is starting off as a call to all the believers everywhere, all the people in the family of God, all those who have been bought by the blood of Christ into the family of God. And that's mm-hmm. really it. It's just a unifying, it's just a line that unifies. There really is no. Scriptural um, truth that's proclaimed. It's just really a unifying line as far as Hey, here's who we're calling towards. Here's who yeah. we're here's who we're identifying here
0: Yeah uh, And I think that's really important that you mentioned, you know, we really see the who the audience is of this song uh, I think that's important especially mm-hmm. when you know talking about worship songs per se um, Who are we singing to and I think uh that's right off the bat when we're, we're analyzing this, you know, in the context of congregational worship. Um, and so it comes, I think, to a place where right off the bat, I think we can see a very clear audience and it is a congregation. But does that necessarily mean that the song is fit for congregational worship? Uh, so keep that in mind as we you know kind of look through the song and as we kind of right. You know go through the lyrics of the song remember the audience that the artists are trying to reach out to uh, And kind of think if the art the intended audience nest you know uh, Allows for or permits for this song to be labeled as congregational worship, so just keep that in mind Yeah, um, and I again another really important thing that I think you touched on is that this is in fact referring to the body of Christ I don't think we can you know look at Uh, You know, people come together and just kind of put this in a universal, global context outside of the body of Christ. I think it's wrong for us to, you know— say that and then also to sing our blood is one because I don't think that's true unless they're talking about uh, a more like physical sense in that we all bleed you know human blood Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the only I think way that we could say that this is a global context uh, because I think it's very wrong for us to say that oh we are all part of the family of God I don't think that's true I do I think that God desires to save all you know we see God does not desire any should perish right right Um, and so that's one aspect of it but I don't think we can say that okay this is universal uh, in the context of some sort of redemption uh, that we see Uh, so that's very important I think we have to you know differentiate there Uh, and again the way that the artists have written this song it's kind of hard for us to see what their intention was in this lyric are they talking about this in a redemptive sense which we do actually see verse 2 uh, is very redemptive uh, or are they talking about this in a physical sense that's, that's something that I think is, mm-hmm. is hard you know again you have to leave this up to your own judgment we're gonna leave this up to your own judgment what do you think it is because you're if you are gonna be singing this at uh, your congregation you know it's your call as the worship leader to judge rightly through the scriptures uh, through prayer whether this song yeah. is you know appropriate so that's yeah. just kind of what I think
1: yeah and I think scripturally too there's you know um, again it's hard to really uh, I guess scripturally up try to uplift this because there really isn't a truth that's proclaimed or a mm. statement that's proclaimed where we can say alright is that scripturally mandated but um, even um, it, to the churches Paul writes to the church in Corinth he says that there shouldn't be division among you you should be unified so you know i guess bringing unity within the body of christ uh that's there in galatians and ephesians like sammy talked about when we are doing our devotionals right now we talk about uh, paul addresses the gentiles and it says you were once far yeah. off but now you've been brought into the family of god that dividing wall of hostility is gone mm-hmm. and paul continues to remind churches to have unity and so that's there uh here in this in this first line of where um there's a call to be united and that's scripturally that's scripturally true and that's scripturally evident yeah. but there really isn't there really isn't um yet something for the uh, the congregation to grasp onto that yeah brings them closer to god it's more of just okay all right we're here yeah you know, we're here it's
0: it's like a it's like a fishing net i guess they're kind right. of right a fishing net uh, right which uh, you know w- in, again, in the context of congregational worship, which is what we want to frame this in. We don't want this to, when we do a lyric analysis, we're talking about in the context of congregational worship. And, you know, normally we, you know, (laughs) normally by this mark, the 11-minute mark, at least one of us is screaming, most likely me, (laughs) when we go through scripture or when we're talking about some sort of salvific reference that we see. But I think, again, here it's really hard for us to see that. There really is nothing that definitively says, "Boom, this is redemptive." Verse one, Um, right? I don't. I personally, I don't see that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. And again, we are we are just two people. So if you feel like we're doing this song an injustice, you know, feel free to reach out to us, DM us on Instagram or something. Uh, but again, I think it's really hard for us to see any sort of redemptive truth, any sort of uh, you know. Christ magnifying salvation glorifying truth in in this verse. I just I don't see it. Um, yeah. And, and even I, though and yeah. even though
1: that comes up late even though it comes up later it's still really not sure of the the scope of mm. the target uh here yeah. because you know the and that's that's something that we talk about as well as you know one thing that we talk about is we want anyone who walks into our congregation to know Um, To hear the truth of the gospel in Christ exalted and if you've been a believer for 50 years um, To grow in more love with Christ And if you don't know Christ to know him through the songs that we sing or to come to a knowledge of God through the songs that we sing and so um, I feel like um, An attempt to identify (laughs) Identify who (laughs) who specifically we're talking to really didn't uh, Pan out in my opinion here because it's still not sh- it's still not sure whether this is for the global scale or this is s- strictly for um those in the body of Christ.
0: Yeah. And before we this just turns into like a thing about us being like, "Oh, we don't understand this song." Uh I do want to just address or just hit on some uh verses where we do see a picture of unity at least in the sense of worship, which I I'm assuming the artist is trying to draw People mm-hmm. to a sense of unified worship. Um, in Revelation, uh, I'm going to say chapter four. Uh, yeah, Revelation chapter four, verse eight, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, full of eyes around and within, uh, day and night, and they never cease to say, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is, and, and is to come. So that we see one picture of the mm. creatures in heaven uh, worshiping God, magnifying God. Uh, And then we see the saints in heaven uh, in chapter 5, worshiping God in verse 9. And in verse 9, we see chapter 5 of Revelation, verse 9. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. Right. So we see this idea of, you know, or like even verse 11 and I heard the throne of the living creatures and the elders and the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands right so it's a picture Mm. of this vast uh, you know multitude of creatures and beings and elders and peoples uh, that are all unified under one you know you know uh, Intention and that is to worship God worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive uh, Power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing right? So we do see this picture of unity. Yeah uh, in worship specifically in the context of worship uh, All throughout scripture and revelation just is a really good place for us to see it plain as day uh, Uh, Because this is what we're going to be doing when we get to heaven unified as the body of Christ worshiping God But again this first verse, I think it's kind of hard. I think it's kind of a reach for us to you know just be like okay boom this is a picture of Revelation
1: uh, yeah and so I just want to make that clear before we continue on to the next part and one thing before that is because and because I just want to make sure that at the end of the song we we do see that this can't like there has to be a, a clear target towards God's children and the body of Christ because there's some things that are said that cannot be otherwise um, mm. it's just that it, it, it just starts kind of blurred And I think that's the Mm. point we're trying to make where we're not looking at the song in entirety and saying we have no idea like there There is a point where we get to where this has to be specifically towards the body of Christ But here in the beginning, it sounds kind of ambiguous Mm. Yeah Uh, So let's jump into the pre-chorus kind of part
0: of this. I think it's the chorus Let me check. It is the chorus. Okay, so let's jump jump into the chorus. So we just finished verse 1 uh, let's jump into the chorus verse one again, you know kind of hard kind of difficult for us to understand We're going to jump into the chorus uh, And then you know verse two the bridge and then we'll again once we get to the end of the episode We'll kind of look at this song, uh, you know in a in the full context of what it's trying to say uh, But let's jump into the chorus right now uh, of good grace by Hillsong United
1: so don't
0: Your eyes on this one truth. God is wrong. All right, I'm going to just read the lyrics again quickly of the chorus and then we'll jump right in. Uh, so it starts off, don't let your heart be troubled, hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil, fix your eyes on this one truth, God is madly in love with you. Take courage, hold on, be strong, remember where our help comes from. Rufus,
1: do you want to start off? or um, Yeah, so now what we've seen is, okay, we have, whichever way you look at it, you have a target audience. Mm-hmm. And now what is the intent? Now you're getting to the intent of the song here in the chorus, which mm. is kind of odd for me, um, you know, especially if I'm singing at a, to a congregation, I don't want there to be sort of any like okay where is this going what is the point type of thing until the chorus uh song like for me i think that song should really have a structure yes as far as uh where the stanza is and how it goes into the chorus and how we can go back into the chorus how it's more general and covers kind of the broad range of the song in general yeah here now we're seeing finally okay here's the purpose of the song um and this is a song about more of like suffering and, f- and and having courage uh when there's anxieties or troubles or you know just the journey of life that is filled with trials and, tr- and trouble and just bringing people back into a um dependence on god here so we see that audience whether you see it as a broad range or you see it as towards the body of christ through the tr- troubles that you're going through through the trials you're going through hey don't let your heart be troubled hold your head up high don't fear no evil mm. and that's that's to me uh, here again it's it's scripturally true and it's something that christ even reminds um uh, uh us you know christ reminds us that there is trouble in luke he says uh let not your hearts be troubled peace i leave with you my peace i give to you right so there's always this idea of this is not going to be easy there's going to be struggle there's going to be situations and things like that and we sing about that too we sing about the trials of life we sing about the fact that god allows suffering in our life and this does a good job of not um taking the a view of suffering and trials as far as we're not supposed to have this it's supposed to be prosperous and victory and and all this stuff this takes a view on this is supposed to happen um, this is going to happen. And so I, I, I think that's a great thing that says that. And I think yeah. it takes um, something from the Psalms in, in Psalms 91 and Psalms 23, uh, 23 about not fearing evil. Um, um, Psalms 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you are with me. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, in Psalms 91, you will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. So um that's a scriptural truth that's said here and it says fix your eyes on this one truth that god is madly in love with you again that's artistic creativity that's adding a little more uh emphasis on the idea of god's love but it's still so true so relevant uh i i, I mean john three sixteen, romans chapter 5 different chapters yeah, of romans yeah. romans chapter 8 just over and over again depicts how much and how vast and how deep the love of god is for us And I appreciate the artist here saying, listen, don't worry about, don't let your heart be troubled in suffering. Don't fear the evil. Take courage, not because something is going to happen or there's going to be a breakthrough victory, but remind yourself of the love of God. Remind yourself of who God is. And I I think that's a beautiful thing here that the the hope in suffering and the hope Mm. in trouble, the hope in trials is a reminder of who God is, not Mm. what he can do um remember where our help comes yeah. from and so i think that this is again this is a solid chorus it's it's a song that tells a congregation of people that have come with different suffering and troubles and saying here's god here's the love of god here's who god is hold on to him but again it's taken some time to get there and still the target is still not clear but still um i i, I think this is a to me a, a, sol- a solid uh solid chorus Yes, uh, I will say, you uh, in, com- in contrast to
0: verse one, I think this is a little bit more easy or easier yeah. for us to understand uh, what the intention is here. Um, right off the bat, you know, Rufus already talked about this. So I'm just going to, you know, kind of reiterate on some stuff. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Right. It's very reassuring. Uh, Again, Mm -hmm. this is a song, what we see in verse 1, you know, there's not really much scriptural truth for us to, you know, kind of point out in verse 1. It's kind of like a fishing net kind of drawing in all the people, uh, all Mm -hmm. the fish, if you will. We are the fish in the the (laughs) analogy. (laughs) So it's kind of going out and drawing all these people and now saying, okay, here, look at this. This is the picture that we're painting. There are sufferings, just suffer, suffer, so sur- There are sufferings, <laughs> like <laughs> Rufus already said. There are trials, there are tribulations. But in the midst of all that, here's what you do, right? That's kind of right. what they're. That's what kind of what they're saying. Uh, they're kind of gathering, rallying everybody up, and then pointing them to this motive, um, which I don't necessarily think is wrong in a worship song. I think sometimes we that's it should be there. Right. Uh, I think you know we see so many times where I think in w- worship songs there's a lack of doing this where you're not appealing to the person and you're just kind of stating facts right uh, which you know can be good in some settings, but there are other times where like some of the hymns that we sing, right like On Christ the Solid Rock or How Deep the Father's Love, where it's appealing to the person to come yeah. and see a specific truth. Yeah. Uh, even if it's not mentioning the person or talking to the person directly, yeah. uh, it's you know calling them into a certain truth. And so here, I think the artists do a very good job uh, of kind of bringing these people into it, bringing whoever it is, whoever's singing the song, into this place of, okay, here's the reality now. Mm-hmm. And again, don't let your hearts be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Right. It's very reassuring. Very, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, OK, here, here's here's where we can find comfort. Uh, and again, fix your eyes on this one. Truth is now kind of pointing to the source of this peace or source of uh, whatever makes us courageous. And that is the love of God. God is madly in love with you. Right. Um, which even though, you know, we can argue it is artistic rep- represent like uh, artistic freedom. There we go. (laughs) Artistic freedom. Um, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a wrong thing for us to portray the love of God like that. I think, uh, you know, even scripture can make an argument uh, that the love of God is almost this like romantic love where Mm -hmm. he pursues us. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we see pictures of that in Hosea, uh, where God tells Hosea to be faithful to uh, an unfaithful wife. And it's a picture of God with the people of Israel and then now with the church, even as we as sinners always run away from God, god still pursues after us right or even song of solomon right more than it just being all these weird verses that we're not supposed to read until we're married Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, it's about it's a picture of the love of god right and i i'm actually reading song of solomon right now for just my personal study so just some verses that stick out to me right chapter one verse four right off the bat draw me after you let us run the king has brought me into his chamber like i think that that's so beautiful especially for Mm. us you know in the context of jesus being Our King he has brought us into his chamber right and it's not just you know it's just this some sort of like fling or something no God Mm -hmm. loves us he wants Mm -hmm. to be with us like it's this picture of of this wonderful love or even when uh, the male in Song of Solomon says in chapter 2 verse 2 as a lily among brambles if you don't know what a bramble is it's kind of like this green low it sits very low to the ground so it's not the most pretty plant but as a lily among brambles, so is my love am- among the young woman, right? This is, it's a yeah. picture of God delighting in us. Uh, is there any re- need reason for God to delight in us? Absolutely not. There's no reason right. for God to love us right. in this sense, but he does. Why? Because he just loves us, <laughs> right? There's yeah. no explanation. It's because he loves us. Uh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. God is madly in love with you. I think it's a great picture that the artists do here of this wonderful, radical love of God. Um, and then take courage hold on be strong remember where our help comes from right so after portraying this picture of the love of god this uh, love that wildly pursues uh take courage right that's where we find courage that's where we find uh you know strength right like like the apostle paul says um in all these things we are more than conquerors why because of him who loved us right we see that in chapter yeah. 8 of Romans right it's all because of the love of God that we can take courage that we can hold on that we can be strong and then remember where our help comes from uh, Psalm 121 verse 1 I will lift up my eyes to the hill where does my help come from and my help comes from the Lord the maker of the heavens and the earth right
1: yeah and so one thing I will say though I, I did I, I kind of miss this um, along with this I guess just to keep in mind for everyone is um, when we sing as a congregation, I think it's important to keep in mind that we sing songs either of as as as, as I guess worship leaders. We're singing to God, or we're mm. singing a united um, message out loud. So f- yeah, as far as a united message which we, would be, "How great is our God?" Sing with me, "How great is our God?" Mm. or a singular message that each person can sing is I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus blood and died for me here it's really the artist communicating to a congregation yeah
0: mm.
1: which for me um, if the entirety of a song is just an artist or the an artist or someone who's singing it communicating to a congregation um. I feel like there is something if there isn't a moment or if it, the song doesn't allow for the congregation to read the lyrics or understand the lyrics and sing with it to God, right? I think that's something that um, I personally look at as a, I'd say a neg- not not a negative, but something that I mm. would kind of hold, hold in arm's length yeah. when choosing a song. Um, but the reason I don't critique that much in this song right now is because it does get to that point Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i don't i'm not critiquing it now like saying that the song doesn't do that but so far one thing i will say though is it is as if someone is communicating to someone a truth and it's not really something that that congregation can really um sing with you to god right Mm -hmm. And so that's something to keep in mind, especially for those who write songs and things like that, is to understand that if when you expect this is not and again, this is targeting a congregation in some sense, whether it's be Mm -hmm. a global congregation or a the body of Christ. And so far what we we've seen is kind of um, an uplifting thing of message saying, hey, don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high as if you saw someone who was down in their troubles and their suffering and you're giving them hope in God but when we think about okay i've gathered all these people are gathered together let's exalt christ it hasn't really yet been a unifying moment to have a truth proclaimed yeah. and everyone sing it together
0: mm-hmm. yeah and again i think this is really important like we already said you know in talking about verse one does who the song is written to you know Permit for this song to be sung within that context, right? So, if it's yeah. written to a congregation, does that mean we can sing it in the context of congregational worship? Again, keep this in mind as we come, keep going through the song. Uh, mm-hmm. But without further ado, I think that's—I think we covered the, you know, the majority of what we needed to cover in verse, uh, not the verse in the chorus. Uh, so now here's verse two of Good Grace. Yeah. I'm going to just quickly read the, uh, uh, the lyrics again and then we're going to jump right in. Uh, verse two is Jesus, our redemption, our salvation is in his blood. Jesus, light of heaven, friend forever, his kingdom come. Already, this is my favorite verse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the song. This is my favorite part of the song. Um, again, ver- this just screams redemption, right? Mm-hmm. This is just all about the love of God, right? We see you know in in the chorus we kind of see that picture you know god is madly in love with you and that's good but here is where it's very cut clear right it, it's yeah. not you know trying to get an ulterior motive it's just saying here here's the reality here's what's going on jesus yeah. our redemption our salvation is in his blood um scripture I, I think we all know that scripture screams this but let's just go right. let's just read a few verses uh, in in this in in relation to this uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness right. of our trespasses according to the riches of his Grace, right 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 then and there right we see this picture of redemption Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 uh, and from Jesus the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings uh, on earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our own sins by his blood right so we Mm. see that picture there again Revelation 5 9 again beautiful this is This is also within the context of worship by the way. This is really cool uh, Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 and they sang a new song saying worthy are you to take the scroll and open and seals We already mentioned this verse, uh, but let's read it again uh, For you were slain and by your blood by your blood you ran some people for God, right? So again, just reiterating this idea our salvation our redemption is truly in the blood of Jesus through that through his death his substitutionary death on the cross Standing in our place to redeem us from our Mm. sins and to purchase us and to save us from that wrath of God Right very beautifully put I would say by the artists uh, Where you know, there's there's no like there's no beating around the bush This is just very cut and dry and clear This is the picture that they're trying to portray of this redemption that we find in the blood of Jesus right and then of course Jesus light of heaven friend forever his kingdom come. Jesus is mentioned as the light uh, of heaven, right? We just see even just in John where he talks about he is the light, the true mm-hmm. light. Um, we see in Revelation this picture of light where I think quite literally he's the light of heaven because the Bible right. says that there's no need for sun son because the son of God will be our light. Um, hmm. uh, we also see, uh, you know, friend forever. Jesus is our friend. Uh, I would say that's a, <laughs> a good representation there. Right. Um, right and then his kingdom come I think is just more this is where it's kind of just like okay again back to appealing to the audience back to appealing to the crowd this is kind of like a prayer Yeah, his kingdom come
1: yeah and I this in my opinion this should have been the this should have been the focal point of the song in my opinion Mm. this should have been the foundation the center of the song that which every other verse kind of drew off of because you start, we start the song, hey, our we people come together, our blood is one. Why? Because of this. Because Jesus, our redemption, our salvation, through his blood, he has purchased us into the family of God, brought us near, and now our blood is one as believers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so children of generation of every nation, of kingdom come. Why? Because Jesus came, redeemed us, and brought us into his family, and so our prayer, and, and, and now we are... Belonging to the kingdom of God and then in the ver- in the chorus we see fix your eyes on this one truth God is madly in love with you How have we entered into the love of Christ because Jesus our redemption our salvation has come and by his blood Has called us into his family into this love. Mm-hmm. So this is the center that epitomizes everything that has been sa- said That really gives the reason into why we are one why we are un- united mm-hmm. why we can be from different backgrounds different um, ethnicities and different, just w- whoever we are, now brought together as one. This is why mm-hmm. that we can have hope in our troubles. This is why we can hold our head up high. This is why we don't have to fear, because Christ, God has loved us so much to send His Son to reconcile us, redeem us, and to save us. So for to me, this is the this is the song right here. This is the yeah. song. This is the greatness of the song that everything else. Makes sense from Mm. the idea that we're one makes sense because of this truth. The Mm. idea that we don't have to fear makes sense because of this truth. The idea that we can be courageous makes sense because of this truth. And so, I obviously, so scriptural, so important. Now we see a difference. And that's why I said I'm not going to focus too much on the fact that this was (laughs) talking, you know, talking up to specific people because now everyone in the congregation could sing out saying, Jesus, our redemption yeah our salvation is in his blood okay so um, i'm not going to go into the verses or anything like that but jesus light of heaven we talk sammy mentioned in john where jesus says he came as a light into this world and and it's it's different aspects of this that i love that he talks about jesus who is our redemption how that we are in need of redemption he came as our redemption we were in need of our salvation he came to save us it is by his blood that he has saved us right Mm -hmm. we're in the family of god not because we did anything not because we said enough good words or whatever it is but because he has purchased us purchased us by his blood and friend forever jesus calls us his friend in, in scriptures and also his kingdom come i think is a, is a really important thing that's uh the second time it's emphasized it was in verse one and now here in this next verse where god calls us or jesus calls us to pray uh in mm. this way our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom yeah. come your will be done and so just scripturally and in all, I, I love the song. My only thing is I wish that this was the center or the chorus or the highlight, the main uh, focal point of this song that everything else kind of flowed out of mm-hmm. and not just really just verse two. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Uh, and I agree. I completely agree with you. I think in order for everything else to make sense, this has to be the center Yeah. of, of, of this song, which... Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily know if it is the center of the song. That's the, right. That's, that's the thing, right? Um, I think this song and would be seen in a whole different light if we could say that. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, and we're going to get into the bridge and how they kind of finish the song, I think it's hard for us to kind of argue for that. But mm-hmm. again, this is beautiful. What the artists do here, it's beautiful. They're magnifying portraying painting this picture of the redemption of Jesus the the wonderful work that he's done right that redemptiveness uh, of that cross and, and it's, mm. it's a beautiful picture that they're painting here and I and there's there's really not much else for us to say or expound mm-hmm. on this because I think the lyrics expound on themselves uh, right right where we see our redemption is through his blood he is yeah. a light and that light shines forever he is a friend uh, to us, and His kingdom is coming. I don't think there really is much more explanation for us to do. But yeah. again, this is this is when we think about congregational worship. This is what we want it to be: magnifying right. the goodness of God, magnifying the work of Christ, magnifying and pro- proclaiming the excellencies of the God who has called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. That's what we proclaim. That's what we sing about. Yep. That's what we you know uh, magnify, and that's what we are called as christians to look to and worship in light of right that's our yep. goal that's our yep. goal uh, and so this part of this song does this beautifully right and so uh, yeah. uh, props to the artist for uh doing that uh, right without further ado we're going to jump into the bridge and this is i think the part of the song that is kind of the focal point and the mm-hmm. reason I say this is because this is where we see, and of course, there are a lot of times where we see, you know, artists and songs going back into the bridge and kind of that being a driving factor. Mm-hmm. But I think this song, particularly this bridge, is kind of like yeah. the center of what yeah. you know the song is about. Uh, so let's just go and hop into the bridge, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure that it's at the right spot. Swim, oh, all right, so that is the bridge. They repeat it a few times and then they do go back into it. Uh, but let's just read the lyrics and then we'll jump right in. Uh, Swing wide all you heavens let the praise go up as the walls come down all creation Everything with breath repeat the sound all his children clean hands pure hearts good grace good God. His name is Jesus Um, uh, Rufus do you want to kick this off?
1: Yeah, um, this is one that now we've gotten to a point where you know, I feel like there was some Not some, but a lot of artistic freedom used here that really starts to uh, deviate really from the kind of somewhat of a line that we drew of Mm. purpose and direction in this song. Um, I I believe I believe uh, per multiple lines in this uh, in this bridge here that is taken from uh, Psalms chapter twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where they looked at, and that's where they take this, uh, this yeah bridge, and kind of use that as a fundamental thing. Now Psalms twenty four, what I want to r- remind everyone about, uh, talks about you know how great God is. It talks about um, coming into the presence of God. There's a topic about worship here, and in there, there is a, a a verse that says those with, um pure hearts are clean hands and pure hearts. Um, and, you know, just reading up about this, this Psalm and how different people have interpreted, this is a Psalm that really highlights Christ here. And I want some, mm-hmm. I want everyone to really uh, know that I've, you know, there's so many times that I've listened to people quote Psalms and things like that without really getting the fact that it's really highlighting who Christ is. Yeah. And so that's something that cannot be, um, we can't uh, can't can't be compromised there. It can't just be like, oh, we're, we're going to use it for this purpose. We have to know that that's written to talk about the greatness of God, a call to worship those with clean hands, pure hearts. Um, and then at the end, it says who. Um, at the uh, at the end of the, the verse it says lift up you g- uh, heads or you gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle clearly talking yeah. about Christ there mm-hmm. and so the reason why that we can enter into the presence of God in worship as the psalmist says is because through as the artist has mentioned through the blood of Christ through the salvation of Christ through redemption that we have in Christ yeah we who were far off we who had no way of coming into the presence of god now have been washed by the blood of christ and can now come into the presence of god and have been declared righteous not because of intrinsically who we are what we've done Mm. but because of the righteousness of christ has been imputed to us therefore we can say as children with clean hands and pure hearts we can come into the presence of god yeah right so that's That's the truth that's there and then it talks about swing wide all you heavens that the praise go up and I think that it's taking this model of this psalm here but really there's some things here swing wide all you heavens we can look at that and say okay it's maybe talking about you know lift up your gates talking about the opening of the gates of heaven. Uh, opening of the doors of heaven as the psalmist even uses some creativity there lift mm. up your heads oh you mm-hmm. gates right here it's saying swing wide oh you heavens then it goes into let the praise go up as the walls come down and that's where yeah. <laughs> that's where <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> you know we've 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 kind of set a direction set a purpose set a truth and now we've gone into this weird thing of um something that we hear so often where it's as we continue to praise, as we continue to exalt, as we continue to worship or do whatever it is, these quote unquote walls, whatever those walls are, whether Mm. it's walls of trouble, walls of financial difficulty, walls of, you know, fear or doubt, or whatever these walls that you have, the more you praise, the more these walls come down Mm. and it's taken off of some things that are not scripturally uh, or misinterpreted scripture portions like Joshua, and Jericho yeah. and also from Paul and Silas in prison where it's saying well when they did such and such things something physically happened and now I can take that physical manifestation and give it some um, imagery or I can use it as a metaphor to my mm-hmm. issues or my problems and we see this in song so many times and brothers and sisters we talk about this in worship uh, in our early podcast where the reason we worship and the reason we praise is not for something to happen it's yeah. not for some breakthrough it's not for some deliverance it's because he's worthy the artist here mentioned Jesus is our redemption Jesus is our salvation you've called all these people together and you've tr- proclaimed the truth of who Christ is proclaim the truth of the gospel and the call should be to praise him not yeah. to not to give the idea of to people that the more they praise whatever walls or whatever giants or whatever You know word you want to put there they have in their life is going to come down Mm. now. You've suddenly deviated from a Exaltation and worship of the person of Christ and who God is To using God and seeing God as a means to an end and seeing worship as a means to breakthrough and deliverance and It's very random to me You know if this was a song that was like that from the beginning to end I'd understand but this is very random Mm-hmm. It doesn't have yeah. anything to do with the scripture portion that I believe they've taken this bridge from. Mm. And it's very random. And then it goes into all creation, every breath, repeat the sound, all his children, goes into that Psalm, clean hand, pure hearts, a call to uh, people to say that, hey, now we have the right and the privilege to go and worship God with clean hands and pure hearts because that's what God has called us to do. And says, good grace, good God, his name is Jesus. Okay, mm. to me... That's taken from the psalm. I understand it and it closes with his name is Jesus, which I believe can be seen as, okay, we know what that psalm is talking about. We know who's this directed towards, but this line here, especially about let the praise go up and the walls come down. In my opinion, is just, is just wrong to sing as a congregation to make people believe that their breakthrough and deliverance is only a matter of how much they can praise and how much they can sing. I believe that is not scripturally true it's a misinterpretation of scripture and um it's kind of just random in this song uh, yeah. especially
0: yeah and I'm just gonna hit on what I think is really uh, what I you know of, of course there's swing wide all you have is let the praise go up let the as the walls come down and we've we've already mentioned it on the podcast and Rufus just mentioned it again so I'm not gonna go too into that but what I really don't like about this bridge particularly is that there's, again, like, there's no clear direction of what this is trying to say at all. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially when we see clean hands, all his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. I don't necessarily, I don't know what that's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't really say that I know what it's talking about. I don't. Um, and I think here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think when we see that Psalm, like Rufus already talked about, that Psalm is talking, you know, namely about Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And I think for us, you know, to kind of now label this as, okay, now all Christians, here, your clean hands, your pure hearts, mm-hmm. and now go and worship. I don't think that's, I think that's misinterpretation of scripture, and right. I think it's portraying a false picture to the congregation or whoever's singing this song. I think it's important for us to understand in the context of, of this psalm and the whole redemption arc that we see throughout scripture of the church, and what we see is our hands and our hearts are filthy. Vile yeah, and so I think for us to now come into this place and say okay now clean hands pure hearts good grace good God and I think it's all kind of just mashed in there together where there's no really any any place where it's like, okay Here's the distinction. I don't see a distinction. That's the thing. Yeah Um, Which again is where if if verse 2 was the apex and the the focal point of this song This song has a different meaning, right? Yeah, but they continue on into this place where it's like now, okay, Here's this kind of like here's the breakthrough part of this song. Here's the here's the you know the punch of this song, which is where you sing and things happen. And you have your hands, your your clean hands, pure hearts. Again, the way they're phrasing it makes it seem like we are the ones that have the clean hands and pure hearts, which in the psalm I don't think that that's what is being mentioned at all. Um, so I I think it's dangerous for us to do that and for us to sing it for us to sing it, especially in in a congregational context, I think is seriously misleading. Uh, Not only is it seriously misleading, but it's doing the scriptures an injustice because the reality of what this is trying to say is for us, the gates are being lifted up. Why are the gates swinging open? Why? What is the intention? What is the purpose of this? Not for walls to come down or for Mm. praise uh, uh, to come into the house of the Lord for some ulterior motive, Rather, the gates are being lifted up, being opened wide to welcome in this king, this yeah. wonderful, wonderful king, right? That's the intention of the psalm. That's that's who has clean hands and a pure heart. Not us, God.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Jesus. Jesus has a clean hand, has a pure heart, and it's those same clean hands that were pierced on the cross for us. Yeah. Right. So when when we when we do this, especially in this bridge this is what I really don't like about this, about this song. I really this is this is where kind of like, you know, I'm, I I don't really know if I can say that this is a congregational worship song is because right. we, we can't. It's a misinterpretation. It's a misinterpretation yeah. of what the scriptures are actually trying to say. And I think it takes away from the, the fullness of what the scriptures actually present mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. verse and through this song. Right, the yeah. I- I just two psalms before, Psalm 22, is actually a psalm prophesying the death of Jesus. Yep. And now we see this picture in Psalm 24. Actually, all three of these psalms, Psalm 22, yeah. Psalm 23, and Psalm 24,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are all pictures of Jesus.
1: Yeah.
0: A good sh- uh, First, we see a shepherd that lays down his life for his sheep as he's on that cross, very prophetical. Yeah. Jesus actually quotes portions of Psalm 22 as he's on the cross. Yep. And then we see Psalm 23, this very good shepherd. And then we see in Psalm 24, this conquering king who is mighty yeah. in battle. Yeah. Right. And so it just, I I think it, it does not injustice, right? The Psalms here specifically are talking about this wonderful Jesus, his work and who he is as a victorious conquering king. Yeah. Which I think, I think it's beautiful that these Psalms are also close together with this tragic end and yet this glorious you know, victory that we see in Psalm twenty four in contrast yeah. to Psalm twenty two. But again, when we when we read these lyrics, we don't see that picture at all. We don't see this picture of this of this conquering, victorious God, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place, he who has a clean hand and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. Didn't we all do this? Why didn't we all do these things? We we all all have, have done these things in which we cannot by any means be the ones with clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. And again, I think the way that this song is portrayed with all of these things just really close together, all his children, clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God, his name is Jesus, we don't see a picture of what this is truly supposed to mean yeah and so that's where like Rufus already said there's this you know misinterpretation of scripture in the swing wide all you have so let the praise go up and the walls come down but there's also this misinterpretation of scripture where I wouldn't go necessarily to say as it's blasphemous or heretical or anything like that I'm not gonna say that but I will say that it does it does the re- the story of the redemptive nature of Jesus and in injustice that's yeah what I, it doesn't paint a picture of God that like well, like we had in our series that draws us to a sense of wonder it doesn't do yeah. that
1: and i think just from a structural standpoint it doesn't make sense mm. it it's it doesn't make okay so you can take parts of this uh, what what i would see is you can take parts of this bridge and then put it back with certain parts of that have already been mentioned right all creation everything with breath repeat the sound all his children all right let's take that back and put it back with verse one all creation all his children okay let's it's it's reiterating the target audience again Mm -hmm. and then at the end good grace good god his name is jesus put that in with the verse two of of redemption and salvation and by his blood and how it's by grace and how he's a good god and how his name is jesus but it's just very random it's a call to praise uh, a misdirected praise Promising something that is not promised in Scripture. Then it's going back to the target audience. Then it's quoting the psalm, but not quoting the psalm. It's just taking two two lines from it. And then saying, good g- grace, good God, his name is Jesus. And so I just think if you move away from Scripture in a structural standpoint, it's quite confusing. And it, it there's yeah. no flow here at all either. So again, I would this being the center point of the song um, I would have to say that for me it's something that would keep me from singing (laughs) singing the song in congregation
0: and again there are parts in Psalm 24 where I can see that they would you know kind of appeal for the clean hands you know this whole kind of where it could be congregationally led like verse 6 such as the generation of those who seek him those who seek the face uh, of the God of Jacob right which is after uh, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation such as the generation of those who seek him right? So there's the aspect yeah. where it could be
1: to a congregation But again, you cannot it's more I think it's more of saying this is what this is This is the th- it's more of a view of the holiness of God. Yeah. I believe mm-hmm. not really of a hey Here's who you are. Yeah, this is the exactly. holiness of God and and the requirement of worship exactly right? which is when we look in the full context of that psalm
0: it's like I don't see where this fits in where I fit into this yeah it's yeah. very hard for you to fit yourself into this which is e- I right where you're reading right. yourself into the text when you're not there at all and right. here in Psalm 24 I think I don't think we can fit ourselves into this text I don't think yeah. we can I don't think the I, here's what I'm gonna say right there is always continuity in continuity in the scriptures right the scriptures yeah. are never cha- chaotic they're never chaotic. Mm-hmm. They always fall in line one like I mean just look at the way that the Bible is laid out and how the prophecies fulfill one another you know thousands and thousands of years apart and yet the writers are able to quote and to you know refer and cross-reference all these different things all culminating to one point what is the point Jesus that's the point of the scriptures right right? and so we see an order in the scriptures and we see how it's played out and I don't think when we just look at this psalm that we can just look at this and say, okay, this is now about me. I don't think, I think what we're doing then is cherry picking verses to kind of fit ourselves into it. And again, uh, if you guys disagree with us, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to have a conversation with you about that. But again, when we look at this song, uh, I really love the second verse. I'm gonna say that Mm -hmm. I love the second verse and even the chorus, I have absolutely no problem with the chorus. I think you can even sing that in the context of congregational worship. But well, what really yeah. throws me off about this song, and we're going to kind of get into now whether this is a song that we would sing in a congregation. What really throws me off about this song is the first verse and the bridge.
1: Bridge. Yeah. I think
0: the chorus and the s- second verse have a very redemptive kind of theme where they're, you know, it's it's pumping this idea of love and redemption and mm-hmm. the cross and and, and, mm-hmm. and, and and who Jesus is as this gracious, merciful God. But then you get to the bridge, and then it completely veers off of this path. It doesn't mention the love of God. I mean, it doesn't mention the grace of God. I don't even think we can really say that. It just says, Good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. So it's kind of iffy and up in the air, at least for me. Um, Hmm. I will say this. Would I sing this in in, in congregational worship? Let me just answer this question. I think the artists make it clear, and this is by no means, we're not trying to bash the artists. Please don't get it like that. We sing, I I sing Hillsong songs at my church. Right, right. (laughs) Uh, Right, right? we're not trying to bash the artists. We're just trying to look at this song through the lens of Scripture. Can we sing this song, this particular song, in the context of congregational worship? I think the artists make it very clear who their target is. I don't think the target is God. Now, let me just say that. I don't think the target is God. There yeah. are songs where it is more congregational like Rufus said how great is our God singing with me how great right? Right, it's more again appealing to people But the center the focus of it is the greatness of God
1: It's drawing them it's to
0: drawing God. them to a central point right whereas right. here We kind of see that play out in verse 1 where it's kind of drawing them to a central point But then after the second verse there is no central point anymore there is mm-hmm. there is no central point. What are they being drawn to? It's now turned into a kind of like, okay, here's your avenue now for you for your breakthrough, right? Right. And which is where it's like, I I don't really know. Uh, what are mm. what is the artist really trying to portray here? I, I, again, that's why I said, you know, if verse two was the central focus of this song, this song would be in a completely different light. But it's not. Um, I think the artists make it very clear who this song is written to and it's not to God Uh, yeah I'm not saying that this isn't a Christian song that's not what I'm saying I'm saying that they wrote it with the intention of communicating with someone they're communicating with a people a group um, and there are other songs on this album that I would argue are more congregationally worshipful uh, like another in the fire is more like okay here's this rally cry now of in the mm. midst of term turmoil and tribulation, there is another in the fire, right? Another mm. in the water. Uh, if there, if they're, if I ever need reminding of the power that set me free, right? There is a grave that holds no body, and that power lives right. in me. I think that's very worshipful, and I think you can sing that in the context of congregational right. worship. Even though it is appealing to people, it is appealing yeah. to the individual, but it's very yeah. worshipful in that it points to something. That's the thing. Yeah. Here in Good Grace, I don't think we see it pointing to anything, which yeah. is which is the sad part about it, because uh, this song right. is really groovy. I will say that it's a it's a it's got a bop to it. Mm-hmm. Right. hmm. But again, I don't see any clear direction. I don't see them singing it to God or trying to rally around this central topic of some sort of magnification of who God is. I think this song is kind of all over the place. And when I look at this song, uh, here's here's what I love about the series that we just did. It makes it very easy for us to anal- uh, you know, kind of break down what is worship. Does this inspire within us wonder in who got it? Let me just yeah. leave it at that. Uh, the song mm. is called Good Grace. Does this inspire within us wonder of the grace of God? Can we look at this mm. song and leave with the knowledge that God is so gracious to me? Yeah. Personally, I'm going to say no. I don't Mm. I when I sing this song and and I've been in in, in, you know in context where I've I've sang this song I've listened to this song you know sometimes I even still listen to this song because I just like the way it sounds but after listening to it I don't necessarily leave with a further understanding of the goodness and the grace of God um, right because I don't think that necessarily that's the focal point of this song right Um. Again, scriptural truth is really important for us as worship leaders. I'm just going to leave this as an encouragement to you before I hand it off to Rufus. Um, Worship leaders, we have a responsibility to cling to scripture and artistic representation and all of that is great. I'm not saying that any of that is bad. Feel free to do that. Right. We see that all the time. Like how deep the father's Mm -hmm. love, the father turned his face away. There is no verse in the Bible that explicitly says the father turned his face away from Jesus. But it helps us understand the significance of what happened and what took place at yeah. Calvary that's artistic yeah. representation and yet we sing that song and the church has been singing that song for generations now for yeah. centuries mm mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in songs similar to that how do the father's love is more recent but the sur- church has right. been singing songs similar to that for centuries right, right. Um, and so artistic representation is great but we have to make sure we have a responsibility to stick to Scripture And i'm gonna leave this with you we said this already like we see in verse 2 right the goal of the church the goal of the body of christ the goal of a worship leader of a pastor of someone who is serving the church the serving the body of christ it is none Mm. other than to look to jesus look at the grace of god look at the redemption of god and to worship in light of it yeah church we have a responsibility body of Christ we have a responsibility, THWP family, we have a responsibility not to look at the things that are going on around us, not to appeal for breakthrough or appeal for this and appeal for that, but we have a responsibility through our worship to center our gaze upon the cross of Jesus Christ and worship in light of that, Yeah, that's our goal, why, because in our worship we adore the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's, how, that's what inspires us and drives us to worship yep. And through our worship, we adorn the gospel of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? We make the gospel look all the more glorious. How? Because we are centering our gaze upon that cross and worshiping in light of it. Not because things are going great and not because God is giving us more, but because we are captivated by the goodness of who he is.
1: Right, right, right.
0: That's motive to worship. That's motive Mm. to worship. Not breakthrough and not whether things are going great. Because let me tell you something: you won't always get breakthrough, and things will never be mm-hmm. going great all the time. Hmm. But one thing that remains constant, and again, so what I love about you know the chorus and the in the second verse of this song, God loves you. Yep, and He is your redemption. He yep. is the light of heaven. He yep. is your friend forever. Hmm. Yeah. And so I love that part of the song, but again, in the context of congregational worship. Me, me personally, I would not sing this song in the context of congregational worship. I don't think that the artist wrote it for that intention. At least I can't see that. Um, And I just don't think it does an adequate job of pointing us to a place where we can be in awe and wonder of who God is.
1: Yeah, and and I agree. And I'm not going to really elaborate too much. But, you know, I've been I will also not sing this song. I've been asked to. Um, In one occasion and I I asked if I can sing another song because I just you know, I personally uh, A there's parts of the songs that I just feel are misleading especially in the bridge and as a as a worship leader I want to make sure that people Understand the truth of scripture and people aren't given a false idea of what worship is about there shouldn't be anyone there who is ready to sing uh s- loud enough or to clap loud enough or to lift their hands high enough because they've come to realize or been convinced that it's it's their way into whatever problem or a solution to whatever problem they have um and any anything that that depicts it in such a manner is something that I personally would stay away from and I have no problem doing that because I don't see anything in scripture that supports that mm. and To see in this song that really there's only a minimal part in that chorus and second second, um, verse that really proclaims a biblical truth and draws people into a person and draws people personally brothers and sisters into the greatest need that we have which is redemption yeah the greatest need that we have as people isn't financial it isn't physical it's eternal it's our salvation and proclaiming the truth of scripture that is proclaimed from the beginning of scripture to the end about christ and the redemption plan of god is the only way to provide a solution to a congregation whether that congregation is already saved and needs a reminder of the love of god on the cross of calvary through whatever they're going through which the chorus talks about or if they're person that doesn't know God and needs to know what Christ came to do and the hope of salvation through mm-hmm. the cross that's the greatest need it isn't fu- it isn't breakthrough it isn't yeah. deliverance it isn't healing it isn't yeah. nothing else the greatest need is salvation and um, I I don't see this song as completely uh, put together well I could not I, I can't agree with the bridge so I personally wouldn't sing as a congregation but I would just remind worship leaders that a, you are Not speaking to an individual you are calling a group of people To know God more and to surrender their lives to God and be reminded of who God is not what he can yeah. do mm-hmm. and When you have that purpose in mind when you have that intention in mind um, a lot of these songs you're going to have to say no to them regardless of how relevant and popular they are because you want to make sure that you fulfill that purpose and God is glorified and God is the focal point of any ministry that there is, whether it is preaching, teaching, or songs. Mm-hmm. And also, um, again, this is not a, a indicative of how we feel about, again, the <laughs> artists, uh, but I would just personally say about the artist that I feel like um, from what I we sing a Phil song this song was just poorly structured in my opinion Mm. Uh, just poorly structured very random especially the bridge just seems like a uh, unfit compilation of just different lines and messages and it just is not put together well Um, and that's one of the other main reasons why I would stay away from this song because I'm confused by it when I first read it and I'm sure the congregation would be too Um, And so that's kind of my take on it. But let that heart of exalting Christ and drawing people to know Christ more and to sing to him be the purpose of our songs and the time that we spend together as a congregation. Not not just pulling different verses and trying to satisfy different needs or bringing God into the picture as a means to an end. I think that is wrong. It is unbiblical. Mm. And um, there's a greater need, especially now than that.
0: Yeah, and I will say this. I think, and I'll will say this. I'll just, let me just wrap up by talking talking to the worship leader, and then you know talking to those who are not Christians. Uh, worship leaders, we I mean, we do have a tendency to sometimes seek for the like the response of a crowd, and
1: yeah.
0: that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there are instances in which that should be there, right? We don't want to be you know disengaged from our audience. Mm-hmm. We are imploring them to along with us worship God right that is our goal yep, but don't please don't ever Compromise or feel like the need you need to compromise or you know water down a truth or or something to get that response Please don't do that.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah,
0: because there's one thing that sustains There's one thing that drives yep. there's one thing that gives believers and has given believers for centuries Uh, past present and into the future if the coming of Jesus tarries there will be one thing there has been one thing and there will always be one thing that is able to sustain and is able to give every single Christian on this earth reason and motive to worship and it's that Jesus came to this earth died in our place and rose again on the third day and is seated at the right hand of God interceding for us if that doesn't drive us to true genuine worship there is not a single thing on this earth that will do so Right, plain and simple and we have to get that through our heads and so if you don't know Jesus uh, let let me tell you um, we don't want on this podcast for you to come away with just okay these people said something about a song No, the reason we say all of this and the reason we're talking to worship leaders and to congregation members is because we have one Motive here on this podcast and it's to point to the mercy of God Right, we hope and we pray that every single church Every single person that listens to this every single worship leader that listens to this is driven to a place Where they are able to gaze upon the mercy of God and if you don't know Jesus, we want you to do the same To gaze upon the mercy of God Because let me tell you something you can sin and you can fall and you can stumble as many times as you can possibly do so mm. and there is still a mercy that reaches out right just like it says in song of solomon there is still a hand that is willing to draw you mm. and there is still a king that is willing to take you into his chambers there is still yeah. a god that views you as a lily in the midst of bramble mm. and and this is in this specific week that we're recording this The world has been going into shambles. Yeah. And if there's one thing that this week has proven, it's that governments don't last. Worldly peace doesn't last. Worldly authority doesn't last. Worldly money Mm. doesn't last. None of this lasts. It fades away. Yeah. But every single day, you and I and people around the world have a question that they have to ask. Is this life worth living? Yeah. Is it worth living? And I can tell you wholeheartedly that every Christian, every person that has put their faith in Jesus can say it is worth living because Jesus lives. Yeah, amen. And this song talks about hardship and difficulty and times when things aren't going great. And fix your eyes on this one Mm. truth. There is a God that loves you. Yeah. And that makes this life, even the hardships, even the turmoil, even the difficulty, worth it. Amen. Because there is coming a day when I shall see that God face to face and be transformed into his likeness amen and so that is what we want to leave you with and worship leader that's what we hope that you leave your congregation with yeah not breakthrough not victory all those things are great within certain contexts and they're you know it's great But when you come to lead your congregation into worship on a Sunday morning or on a Friday night or on a Wednesday night, whenever you have your service, when you come to uh, implore your congregation to sing praises to God, leave them with one thing that they can cling on to. This world will not give them hope. Breakthrough Mm. will not give someone hope. Temporary earthly promises and blessings will not give someone hope. What gives hope, what is able to, take a sinner and to make them a saint is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that has Amen. validated that wonderful work on the cross. Amen. And TWP family, that is all we have for you today. <laughs> we ended on like a very somber note, but the reason we <laughs> want to end there is because that's where that's where it should end what greater end is there for us to leave you with what what else should we leave you with like we don't want to just leave you know after analyzing this song and just give you okay here's blah 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 no yeah so you family we want you to look at this the reason we end with the gospel on every single episode is because that's what we want you guys to do
1: amen look at the gospel yeah
0: yeah and so that really
1: truly is all that we have for you guys today Rufus do you have anything else to add nope nope nothing to add (laughs) <laughs> all right. just, we, we just want we just want I, I mean I again like Sammy said is our, our intent is always to draw with these lyric analysis is never to a um, give our opinion about an artist or B to leave you all with what do Sammy and Rufus think about this song it's just to draw us more into the scriptural truth behind what we say yeah. that's it and we're hoping that more than you finding all of the episodes that we've done on lyric analysis what we desire is for everyone, especially worship leaders, to take this model of looking at songs through the lens of scripture as a practice, a daily practice in, in your ministry and in your um, selection of songs as well. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, that's all that's really what we want to leave you with is the mercy of God, right? Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, everything else is, is worthless and it's vain, right? Mm. And so, uh, please. THWP family, look at the mercy of God, right? By the mercies of God. That's what this podcast is centered on. And so that's all we have for you today, THWP family. Again, center our gaze on the mercy of God. Live in light of the mercy of God. Sing in light of the mercy of God. And Mm. we will see you in the next episode. So we hope that you enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of the month, and hopefully the rest of your year. And we will see you all later.
1: Goodbye. See ya.